They yeah. they can try to speak English, but it comes out like, rawr, 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 let's go to this. <laughs> All right, Sounds you guys ready? Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. And I'm Nick's cruel uncle, Emilio. And here we are, guys. <laughs> and here <Okay>. we are. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? I'm just coming back from a super short vacation. And me and uh, Chadwick, otherwise known as Flopsy from DLG, circa five years ago. Chad, about that? Been a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, so why'd, yeah. why'd you even go on vacation? Just to get away. It from was his birthday, man. and he was his idea. He's like, "Will you take us down to Mexico for one night?" And we're like, "Yeah." It's the first time they left their baby alone. Um, yep. And so they gave her a bowl of cat food and just drove off. I don't know how that worked out. Um, but yeah, we had a really good time. We stayed at a really, really, really nice place. Probably the nicest hotel I've ever been to. And um, yeah, uh, we're a little late today because crossing the border is the son of a bitch sometimes. Even if you're white. I was hoping some of that white privilege would uh, rub off on us, but nope. We waited with everybody else of all colors. Yeah, just walks up to the ticket booth, just points to his arm. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) get us in there? Yep. Uh, All right. Well, we've got got some stuff to talk about here. We've got a pretty good show lined up. Um, Let's start with the on the radar section. I've got quite a few games I want to talk about in this section here. Uh, the first one being the Final Fantasy bundle. So I haven't played a lot of Final Fantasy games, but Final Fantasy III was one of my favorite games as a kid. Uh, they're re-releasing Final Fantasy one through six, and it looks like they are keeping it a little closer to the original than the remake, because they've remade some of these games. I, I played the remake of three. In America, it's three. In Japan, I think it was six so they call it final fantasy six um Jeez. it's because we're better at math it's basically what it boils down to yeah well i don't know why it is because there was final Fa- fantasy <laughs> I literally just told two. you <laughs> no i mean seriously though like why is i, I would like the real answer on that yeah. <laughs> but i i don't know but they're bundling these together and the price tag is pretty damn high i was surprised about this it's a hundred dollars now you get a lot of extras with this like some digital art books uh, some soundtracks, and they've redone a few things um, in this. Uh, but I, I don't think, because a lot of people had problems with the remake of the other ones. They, they did it for the mobile, and then they put it on PC. Right. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm kind of interested in this, but the price tag They're is They're way off, hidden. dude. They're way off. They should be 30 bucks. Yeah, each individual game is $20 American. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys, you know, it's crazy. so funny that you mentioned this. Uh, one of the, I think the top post today on Reddit in the morning was, uh, this guy has every single Final Fantasy trophy from every single Final Fantasy that's available on the PlayStation Store. Like and I think it's like 11 or 12 of them. Yeah, every achievement. Yeah. He's the only person in, in the world that is verified to have all of them. Can you explain what happened to your face like 15 seconds ago? Did, uh, you, did it get really blurry? No, you burped inside your neck or something. It was really weird. Oh, uh, like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cruel uncle. This is what I'm here for. He can't fight back. I'm his uncle. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. But no, so, yeah, no, was, so you, you're not going to pick this up, right? I don't think so. Because you could just load up an emulator and play these games. Right. 
Um, I am kind of interested what, I, so they say they've redone the soundtrack, new UI controls, um, a, uh, uh, bestiary and just, you know, like, uh, illustrations. They've added a few things, but none of it sounds like it's worth the price tag. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of keeping an eye on it. No, I'm waiting to see how people react to it. Bobby's like, I don't need your bells nor whistles, sir. <laughs> uh, all right. The things you've added to make us all happy, I do not want. I do not want. I will pass. <laughs> all right. Uh, another Total game I want to bring up is called Patron. And this game, right off the bat, I looked at it, and it immediately reminded me of this game called Banished, which was a simulation city builder game that came out maybe seven years ago, a while ago. And I was pretty excited about that game. And then I played it and was very underwhelmed. I think a lot of people were, the the game never really got that much traction. Um, This looks a lot like it, uh, but they say uh, they've got like, um, if you could scroll back up just a little bit there. Sniper. They say they've got something a little different. Every city builder has to have something a little different. So they say a survival city builder with a unique social dynamic system. Mm. Not sure what that is, but hey, sounds cool. Yeah. Did you ever play Project Winter, Bobby? No. That's Isn't that the one where it's like it's Britain and there's something called like the Great Freeze and you have to keep all your people alive. No, that's Frostpunk. Frostpunk. God. Frostpunk. Okay. That's what it's called. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to say Frostpunk or Project Winter was one of those secret Hitler games, right? Where you're trying to find out who the bad guy is. Or, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. What yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you ever play Frostpunk? No, never played Frostpunk. Did you get it free when it was on Epic for free? Probably. I get all those free games. <laughs> He's like, I only log on to get free games, but I don't play them. Actually, I do play quite a bit of them. I, I get pretty good value out of I, I sometimes I get I, good value out of my. <laughs> no, I sometimes go and look at my Epic, um, Epic Game library. Store library, and just marvel at how many games I have in there, and I haven't bought a single one. Yeah. It's quite a big library, Jeez. and it's not. You know, I love Steam, but there's a lot of garbage on Steam. Yeah, and yeah. Ep- so the Epic Game Store is a little more curated, which is kind of nice. So you know they're all like pretty good games. Hey, Bobby, can we talk about some games or are you just going to? I guess, I guess. <laughs> I want to talk yeah. about Pico Park, guys. Um, it's, a, it's a party game, uh, co-op, one to eight players. Uh, you play as these little Lego people and you can stack on top of each other to try to get puzzles done. Um, I'm looking at eight player games because I really want to get eight player games going at DLG con. Um, I didn't know how to do this because uh, I didn't know if one dongle can accept four inputs. So I talked to the console master, uh, zap, and he knew that the, um, Xbox, uh, game controllers have a new dongle that it's like 25 bucks. I bought it already and it, it can accept up to eight controllers. So you can Whoa, play these. That's crazy. Yeah. So you can play these eight player games. With just one dongle, so that's fucking awesome. Um, uh, and this game, it's like a little cutesy game, and most, any, almost anything that's going to be eight players is going to be cutesy because you just can't, you just can't get a lot. And be of, serious with eight players on one thing. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And almost all of the eight player games are also like, you know, knockout games or some sort of like. There's not a whole lot of co op like working together towards something, but this is one that where you work together. I hope it's good. Uh, the reviews aren't bad at all. And, uh, yeah, 
it looks good. At $5, why wouldn't we buy it for the LG Con? Oh, yeah. I did like the rope mechanic where um, it seems like they're all tied together. And that's just like a way they can explore together um, and not lose one of their friends. So, yeah. Interesting. It's like, um, what is it? The one with goats, Bobby? So, goats are there? Stack of goats. Goat stacking. Oh, ride your friends or climb your friends? Yeah, climb your friends. Mount climb, your friends. Mount your friends. Mount your it's friends. It's like mount your friends without all the with dicks. The, basically. Without all the dicks. Yeah. Would it be DLG Con without all the dicks? Mount your friends is eight players. Is that right? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of players. It's mm. a lot of dicks. At least eight. So this game's called Pico Park, and it's being developed by Teco Park. <laughs> hey, man, I, <laughs> I didn't pick it for its uh, cohesion between the developer and publisher. <laughs> it's so gimmicky, dude. Who has, like, something in the group that's also in, like, the, ep- in the game name or episode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you guys should play Just Dance at DLG Con. Four players can play at once. Uh just to see Emilio and possibly Bobby dance to yeah. like all kinds of music. Maybe you should show up and then start spouting rules of what we should do. <laughs> like, all right, man. No skin in the direction. game over here. Yeah. No skin in the game. <laughs> oh, look. Uh, all right. Um, um, go ahead, Nick. I got a total war. Troy mythos. Um, a long, uh, I shouldn't say long. It's been like what? Six months. Since the game has been released, a long requested thing that everyone thought they were going to do, but they've announced they're doing because they're launching the game on Steam. Um, When the game first came out, a little bit of like a pre story, they were like, it's Total War Troy, and all the mythological creatures have truth behind them in history. So, like, harpies were actually women warriors that used daggers that decorated themselves with feathers, and like, Back then, centaurs were people that rode around essentially naked on horses and like things like that, right? Yeah, yeah, like well, uh, like a realistic version of all these things. Yeah, well, nobody fucking liked it, so <laughs> it sounded pretty uh, lame, honestly. It, it it was pretty bad. Um, there, there's essentially only like two cavalry units in the whole game, which compared to like all the other Total Wars, that's not good, especially Total War Three Kingdoms and and. Uh, Warhammer. Um, so now they're like, fuck it. Let's just put in hydras and shit. Let's just put in, let's just put in stone warriors. Let's just put in like actual giants and like, uh, yeah, no, it's like you can get Cerberus, you can get a Griffin. You can like, there's a bunch of like Troy thematic, like Greco Roman thematic mythological animals. Um, and then there's also some deeper shit that you never even heard of. Like, there's essentially there's like a Greece version of the terracotta warriors, which were like people made out of marble and they were put on beaches to like trick people mm-hmm. and things yeah, the like thing that. that uh, Angelina Jolie fought in one of those Tomb Raider movies. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah like stone golems. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so it, the, basically, they're taking their real um, IP and trying to make it a little more Warhammery. Is what is, is what yeah, I'm seeing. It's just because the game really lacked variation. It was a rock, paper, scissor thing. So, like, because they had no cavalry, they only had um, light infantry, medium infantry, and heavy infantry. And that's all they had. Like, that was their, 
that was their like, oh, this is the the difference between like really good ranged units, really good uh, cavalry units, and really good infantry. And every other total war, like even including like Napoleon and, and medieval, there's there's a uh, artillery units and like all these other different kinds of things. There's not just one type of mounted unit. It's it, they're just trying to throw something in there to save it, to be honest. Dude, it, yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. But also, I think it's kind of funny that they were like, okay, we went too realistic, guys. So instead of giving everybody horses, which would be too far of a leap, let's go with magic people because <laughs> yeah. that, that's going to make it all work. Well, the, the thing is, is like they they hyped up the original game. And to be honest, I feel like it's – you're. So everyone got it for free on Epic for a week, um, and now they're since they're bringing it to Steam and you have to pay for it. They're like, you got to pay for that good shit. You got to yeah. pay for that that Hydra and all the other shit. It's uh, yep. it, it, there's honestly just a bunch of reskin Total War units that are in the game. I mean, Total War Warhammer units that are in the game. Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that this is not gonna save this game. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, so let's stop talking maybe, about it. it yeah. Bobby, what's uh, yeah, Ju- Bobby. what's Jupiter Hell? <laughs> Jupiter Hell just came out on August fifth, and one of our listeners, Clown Lotion, uh, gifted it to me. So I'm very excited about this. I ran into this game a while ago when I was looking around for a Doom RPG mod. Now this is a a top down or more of like an angled isometric view of the of uh, of the Doom RPG. But basically, you're playing through, imagine playing through Doom, but a turn-based, top-down RPG style of it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, So this was out there in, like, beta form for a long, long time, I believe. It's been worked on for, God, I think like a decade. Yeah, it's a mod, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a mod, and everybody's familiar with it. This is, like, its official 1.0 release. And it's been pretty well received. I mean, I think people already know what they're getting. They, uh, there probably isn't huge differences. But from from the mod, the earlier mods that I've seen, this looks a lot more polished. So I'm excited to check this out. Very cool. Very cool. Yep. All right. And the last thing I want to mention, somebody else, uh, Warconius on our Discord, actually brought this up and we have a listener question pertaining to it but i thought we'd bring it up in the on the radar section uh lego builder's journey this is a game that i had no idea existed it's a lego game it's got that lego tm on it but it is a puzzle game and i i'm surprised that it never occurred to me before legos are perfect for puzzles you could make such a great puzzle game with that because that's literally what they are is puzzle pieces right yeah, yeah, they're kind yeah, of like puzzle, puzzle pieces, pieces themselves. Yeah. 3D puzzle pieces. So it's a very simplistic puzzle game um, based on the reviews that I've read. And it costs $20 and it's very short. So a lot of the negative reviews have to do with the length of the game and what you're getting out of it. They say it looks fantastic and the puzzles are pretty decent, but it's just a little short for the price tag. Do you think they might be adding stuff to it or possibly letting modders get to it? I don't no. know. Lego's very like close to the chest for the what I know. Yeah, I don't think they do a lot of that with Lego games. Um, hey, Sniper, can we call an audible here and see what Alien Swarm reaction drop is? Apparently, it's another eight-player co-op that's pretty good, too, according to Dwight Dynamite via our live stream. By the way, guys, thousands of you listen 
Oni One watches <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> you should come check it out. We have a good time over here. You can see our handsome mugs. We have a gam cam that shows our arm, our legs all the time. Uh, oh, yeah. That's pretty hot. Um, so this looks like, well, we all know Alien Swarm, Yeah, right? Alien Swarm was that free-to-play game that Valve released a long time ago. But I guess Reactive Drop is a new version of it. Yeah. Uh, this was a great little game. You've played Reaction Guy? Not Reactive oh, Drop. Yeah. I played Alien Swarm when it first came out. Yeah, and it's free-to-play, so that's going to get played. There we go. We'll put that on the list. Uh, Sniper, I need you to both make the list and put it on it, please. <laughs> Since you're going to be there, dude, you got to start put, doing, pulling some, pull, pulling your own weight, man. Oh, okay, yeah, dude, I've, I've done sequel. nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to show up and have a good time, right? It's true. He's going he's, he's gonna to show up in that fucking chair from Grandma's Boy where the, the robot guy's like, he's like pretending to do all the work and shit in. <laughs> he's just going to go with DLG con in that thing. Uh um, okay, Never so Reactive seen. Drop is a sequel to the original Alien Swarm. Interesting. Game. Never knew about it. Hmm. Okay, so Alien Swarm on PS4. <laughs> Nick, what is Magic the Gathering Arena? I see this on oh, your list. <laughs> You've been talking to for like the last three fucking weeks. It's got my goddamn money pit. That's what it is. I'm essentially throwing money at the Wizards of the West Coast in any other way. I, can't I have zero. Off. I mean. I haven't played as much as you in the recent years, but I have zero uh, need to want to give them money. I, I don't know what you, well, besides the Battle Pass. What are you spending well, the Battle Pass on? is worth it if you play every day and you do all the challenges. Yeah, which I do. Um, I think I think mathematically you have to play every day, do all the challenges, and then win like another four games to be able to unlock all the stuff on the Battle Pass. Yeah. You get to start from like day one. Um. It, it, it is definitely worth the money if you do play it every day. Um, I, I fucking I I draft like a motherfucker. That's what I that's what I spend my money on. Uh, um, I think this last two weeks I won. I went six and whatever, which is the max wins you can get, and you get twenty two hundred gems for free. Sim seven is the max. Yeah. Um. I got to max wins four times out of eight time out of eight eight runs. Pretty good, but the thing is, yeah. like, so in old Magic games, you could d- take the packs that you win. You win when you win tournaments, you get packs, and then you used to be able to trade those packs for money to get into more tournaments. So if you're really good, you could it was self fulfilling, and you could make money at it. But yeah. now it's a closed system, and you can't sell yeah. your packs, right, Nick? No, so. Essentially, what I do is because I'm trying to make my money back, so I'm at least trying to get to the the four wins, which is the fourteen hundred uh, fourteen hundred gems back. Yeah. Um. So I can keep playing, uh, keep playing draft. Essentially, how much is a draft? And it's fifteen hundred. Oh. Because of like quests and certain things, you sometimes will just get gems randomly here and there. Yeah. And uh, so you you usually have like that spare hundred or two hundred that you need just to play another you know draft or two, um, but like I think I bought in three times and I played eight eight drafts total. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's definitely very fun. Uh, yeah, Chad and I were talking about it today. What's so fun about drafts? So when you're starting to play Magic and you're making pre constructed decks and stuff, I, I hope I'm not boring everybody, but here we go. Um, you see a lot of the same cards because the best cards is what you see. 
because everybody agrees on what the best cards are, and people start to put those in different combinations. You don't see the same decks all the time, but you definitely see the same cards in different decks all the time because all the trash cards are just fucking thrown on the side. But when you're drafting, you could, you're just taking what you can get uh, that fits within your baby deck that you're making for this one draft. So you start seeing a lot of the crappier cards used. Become really useful. Really useful. Because it wouldn't be good in a regular game. Uh, yeah. Just because just because you're trying... I don't know. In, in draft, you're just trying to get the win, and that's it. One win. And if it's a one-trick pony, it's a one-trick pony, and that's good. If you're doing a pre-constructed deck, you got to be ready for everything. you got to be ready for all the other uh, meta or yeah, all the other meta games that are out there and think about so, all these different angles and stuff. But yeah, it's just a one-time deal and you're trying your best for that one shot. Right. It's also really crazy is like, there's some gate like cards that are like godlike outside of draft that you would never touch. Yeah. In a draft. Too expensive. So for, don't fit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, for example, once Tiamat and you have to play all five colors in addition to two mana, and to get that in a, to like be able to play that in a forty card deck because with forty cards compared to sixty, is nigh impossible. Nor is it even worth to play it. It's just it's it's crazy. Yeah, but. so it it's nice because you see, yeah, just as I said, you see a lot of the cards that you don't want, and you know it's really competitive. Like, did I outdraft you? I know you're playing strength. You're not even like uh, Nick said it last week. You don't play against the people you draft against, which is unfortunate. But I guess in a certain way it's good too because you're playing people at your level because yeah, you, you rank that's up. One, yeah, that's one thing I don't like though because like um, I, I notice this very much in like the whole like ranked the limited rank thing is when I was playing in bronze and silver I was really actually getting random decks and don't get me wrong I was getting some really good people that were making some bonkers shit out of like pennies, um, but. When I got to like gold and platinum, it was like, oh, this guy has three of the same card, which no one knows really to draft unless you've done like a thousand drafts and you know that it's going to be really good in draft. And it's just like, all right, this is this is as bad as playing limited. So, hmm. well, that's where we're at. Still awesome. How much? Still awesome. You, Play it. How much have you spent, Nick? Uh, like total since it came out two years ago, I think. Three hundred and ten dollars. I mean, compared to compared paper to, magic, yeah, paper magic. It's. I mean, I I have I have a twelve hundred dollar deck in my garage right now. Yeah, and you can imagine how long that took to accrue. So yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all look down in disappointment at how much money we spent on virtual shit. Uh, well, let's talk about virtual. Back for Blood, there, Bobby. Back for Blood. Them? They had their beta. They I could another, not get into this yeah. beta, dude. I, it was literally the easiest beta to get into. Yeah, it was the easiest beta to get into. What that's the fuck that's what everybody says. About, yeah, there was a link. You clicked on it. I think you put in your email address. Didn't work for me. Yeah, it, you maybe you got into it too late or something. Yeah. And they had closed that. I put a, a key. A couple people put keys in the on the Discord. Uh, should I got in? Was it worth? Was it worth the easiest link ever? <laughs> I want to hear. Really I want to hear Bobby's. I want to hear Bobby's opinion on it first. God, I I used to always call Chad Bobby and Bobby Chad, and now that I've been hanging out with Chad, I'm calling Bobby Chad. 
Sorry, guys. Well, that's not, that's Bobby, not very nice. Chad is not in the room. Um, so the first beta, when that came out, it was really small. It was just one level. And it just it introduced you to the card system that they had, uh, introduced you to like the general gameplay loop, which is just like Left 4 Dead. Uh, this is bigger. This has got um, two levels, and each of them have four parts. You get introduced to the... Uh, what, what do they call that now in games where you go into like that waiting area where everybody else is? Lobby? Or, yeah, like the uh, lobby neutral, area. A neutral lobby. Yeah, yeah, like a neutral lobby area where you can go and you can see like, oh, these are the things that I can start to unlock. And you, you get a bigger picture for the, all the systemic features of the game in this. And it's looking great. I mean, this is exactly what the game needs. There's so much diversity with the guns too. I, everything that I'm I'm basing this off of is a comparison to Left 4 Dead. I still think... Yeah. How could you compare the two well because the gameplay is pretty much the same but Uh, when you said they're each in four parts uh is it the same thing you get to a safe house yeah you get to the safe house you close the door yeah it's just like left for dead but they've modernized it they've added all the extra little pieces so now when you're not in game you can customize your deck you can earn points and unlock new cards to put in your deck and as you're playing we explained this last time as you're playing this game between rounds you get to pick a card out of your deck it's random and says hey pick between these five cards that you just drew and you could say okay you know i want to get the 10 percent extra ammo or the melee or the health on melee kills or you know you can customize your your playthrough you can also get cards that benefit your entire team on top of that, they've also got this Counter-Strike Go thing happening where you can buy guns. There's a shop in the safe house. You can buy guns. You can buy attachments for them. You can find guns out there, too, and sometimes they got great attachments and they're an upgrade. Um, but everything, it, it's just like Left 4 Dead, but everything from a modern game put in there. It's got like that fun gameplay that, I mean, we all played Left 4 Dead, too, just because it was fun, not because we were trying to unlock things yeah. or... But now this has both? Yeah, now this has both. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic. I, I absolutely love this. Um, I, I think it's going to be... I kind of balked at the price tag, 60 bucks. That, that seemed... I haven't spent 60 bucks on a game in... God, Is this forever. the game that does it, Bobby? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I think uh, it's. I think it justifies it because this dude. game is going to get a lot of a lot of use. Did you buy? So, uh, go ahead. Did you, Bobby? So, as someone who always plays these games, especially like when Fall Guys was in beta and all that kind of stuff, did you look at the subreddit's reaction to the whole game? No, dude, they fucking hated it. This it, game it, in its current state. Like they, like the majority of people were like, this game's terrible. And everyone's opinion that was there that was negative were like old people like you guys that were like, it's not Left 4 Dead. Yeah. It's, it's not exactly, it's not Left 4 Dead 3. I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you got a lot of people out there that are going to be hard to please. There is still a huge community playing Left 4 Dead 2. Like if you go on Steam, Steam charts and look up Left 4 Dead 2. It's it's top crazy. forty games probably right. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably not like TF two numbers, but still, yeah. it's it's pretty crazy. Um, and when Left 4 Dead two, don't forget when Left 4 Dead two came out, there that was a bit of a shit show too. Everybody was so upset because they said, "Look, this comes out almost exactly a year after the yeah. first one. It's going to split the community, and you're basically just." you're not changing the game enough to really justify a second one. You're making us buy the same game again. And like, you're just going to split the community, which is exactly what it did. 
But, you know, we all just jumped on Left 4 Dead too, and yeah. uh, eventually forgot about that drama. So I don't know. I, I, I'm so out of touch with like the gamer community. So I'm not surprised that there was like a negative reaction to that. It was, dude, and me and my friends are like, this is amazing. We're going to play this all the fucking time. Like, we can't wait to play this more. We're playing the same levels over and over again. And then everybody's like, it fucking sucked. It sucks so bad. I, I wonder no, what like, their complaints were, like specifically. It, like the game's not as fast as Left 4 Dead. It's too hard. It's not as it's not as fun in the sense of like it's not as it it's it it's just look like that's one of the fucking top like rated things right there. Like it's a whole essay about how some fucking chungo okay no no FOV slider bad game controls uh, special zombies or bullets controls. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think a lot of people hold Left 4 Dead 2 in such high regard, and they kind of forget, like, hey, it was great, but it was 2009. Yeah, we got to move on. You know, things are a little different these days. Uh, the, Bobby, how how many cards in your deck? I think you can 15, choose 15. 15. Yeah, 15, and you get one starter card, and then you get to pick, I, I think, throughout the course of a map, like, you're going to end up with, what, like, seven or eight? Okay. And you can maybe, on the map, run into one where you get, like, an extra card, or there's other ways where you can accrue more. Have you seen anything yeah, OP, like... No, but you can uh, definitely build... I, I don't know. I haven't played it as much uh, to to really find that out, but you can definitely try to build towards things. Like, you can go for a melee build. Um, right. what's, what's cool, too, is, like, I, I could go, like, submachine guns. Everybody else is picking up ammo as well. I keep running out of ammo, so I could just put in chat, hey, does anyone got SMG ammo? So there's a lot of ways to help each other out. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of... Well, I'm, I'm not really... No, I'm su- I'm not surprised that there was a huge negative reaction because <laughs> because well, I haven't heard a single well from our community I haven't heard a single bad thing for no, Chi to say that it was good uh, in the early days that's amazing yeah dude one, so let me let me sell it to, sorry go ahead Chris okay one one thing that I think these people have a point for is that they did say there was going to be campaign versus when they were like building up the game hyping the game and doing dev diary and now they say there's no campaign versus and there was never a plan to add it so i feel like you know on top of all these kind of smaller things hmm. people are like wait you literally did an interview and now you're saying this so, so wait, a campaign the- versus mode yeah, yeah campaign it, versus mode. like in like in left for dead where it's eight players four people play zombies four people play rescuers okay or yeah because the versus mode i don't know if you played that nick but i checked out the versus mode and it was different it was it, it was still zombies versus humans but it was basically how long can you last in a circle slowly Ooh, closes that's, in that's even cooler yeah and the team that wins is the one that can survive the longest and you play mm-hmm. um you play like three rounds i believe and very rarely, if ever, can I think of when players are on the side of the swarm, right? Is that what you're talking about? You're talking about wave survival, right? Yeah, yeah it was like wave survival, like, but you have players on both sides. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When Gears when of War players, did that ages ago. Did, who did? Ge- Gears of War. Um, well, I think oh. the original, I think Left 4 Dead 2 had a mode like that eventually. Uh, where you could do that. Um, it was like I, an arena I, mode, yeah. I do kind of miss the the campaign survive or versus mode where you have to get from point A to point B, and you, I, I really enjoyed that in Left 4 Dead too. I I figured like, hey, maybe they'll put that in later. I I don't know. 
they, they I, I probably wasn't... will. To be honest, they probably will. If enough people bitch about it, which it sounds like they are, they're going to be like, you know what? Here, like, shut yeah. up, you fat nerds. These people can fuck right off. All thousand of them that have negative, whatever. I don't give a shit. Bobby said it was good. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, uh, here, here's let me really sell it for you. Bobby says three things are good all year. Two of them are movies. <laughs> all right. But no, it's it's a roguelike. It's Left for Dead with roguelike. What? What? It's what I'm saying is for you. It's like a le- it's a Left for Dead with roguelike aspects. Does it? I'm trying to. Yeah. Because of the card mechanic. So the card mechanic, and when you die, you restart, but with limited health. Um, you find guns. With, so in Left 4 Dead, one of the biggest complaints is that all the guns feel exactly the same, right? Well, there's uh, not very many or, different types of guns in Left 4 Dead. There's like five, right? Yeah, you got your shotgun, yeah. your machine gun, and there's like maybe two versions of each of those and yeah. a sniper rifle. Yeah. That's yeah. it. And this Are you game, painting models like, right now, Nick? No. I'm you not put, painting them. You put those goddamn things down. You pay attention to what we're doing. Fuck. So, you, so you you don't uh you don't so one of the things is in <laughs> asshole. Uh, one of the things in uh in Left 4 Dead is that all the melee weapons feel the same. All like all the submachine guns feel the same. All like every gun of every category feels the same. This is not the case. There's like five submachine guns, like seven pistols, like six different, like four different shotguns. Three different machine guns. And they like, feel different. And they, they actually feel different. And the other thing is, like when, you, like Bobby said, you can either take the risk of spending your shekels or copper, I think they call it, for for pre-built guns, which they themselves are random inside the inside the uh, the box. But the thing is, not everybody can buy them because if you have everybody running shotguns, that that shot that chungo shotgun shit from the fucking the crate, you there's going to be no shotgun ammo. For anybody. Right. And so you're like, all right, you know, shock, whoever we have shotgun guy, you're going to be, you're the one that's buying it this time. And you can drop money for people. Oh, money and too. So, so it's a co-op, yeah. like you said with the ammo, there's some cooperative aspect mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's lots of opportunities to really work as a team on this, which is cool. Uh, one thing we got on screen here, they're talking about the gore effects from the original Left 4 Dead games. And I, I did kind of notice in this one, it seemed a little, um, it was like, it, it was almost like drawn in, like the gore. It was like the blood splatter was just like almost painted on it. It did look a little weird. Oh. I really don't, and such a nitpick. There were lots of little things about the game, like, oh, this could be improved, or this, the UX was a little weird at parts. But, you know, for a beta, I was just like, oh, I'm sure they'll figure this out. Like, the, the fun part of the game is there. Yeah, we have till October, right? Yeah, and plus the game will probably be worked on. You know, when a game releases these days, it's never like the final right. form of the game. Yeah. Um, what I did find funny, so the guy that I always play, I don't know why, but the guy I always play is Hoffman. He's kind of the heav- heavier guy yeah. with the glasses, and he's a conspiracy theorist nut. And yeah. they, they've they added, since the other beta, they've added in like voice lines where the characters talk to each other. That was a great part of the Left 4 Dead yeah, game. Little banter. Yeah, yeah, the banter they would have back and forth. Um, but his, his banter is so... F- like it would be funny if it weren't like there's actually people that think about this. Like he starts talking about cell phone towers and like the government doing this and that. And it's just like all this tinfoil hat stuff. That's like all the, all the crazy people on the news. Like that's me. They put me in the game now, mom. (laughs) You know, there's finally a character that's speaking the truth. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Somebody's out there. The game is like it is. (laughs) They put me in the game. Uh, But no, 
it, I think there's eight characters. They all have their own special abilities. Um, the special zombies feel awesome. Like the big fucking we we kept so my dumb friend group. We always name the enemies after our other friends that aren't playing with us. That's so like good. there's a Nick. There's a Nick. Get the Nick. And it's it's so bad. But uh, it, like the big guys with the huge fists, like they feel scary because they just keep fucking keep coming at you. And uh, there, like I said, there's so many different but also similar special zombies that it's great. Yeah, cool. If there's yeah. a wide variety, I mean, in the the original Left 4 Dead games, you had uh, you had a couple of zombies, and they each did a specific thing. These ones seem to they kind of mesh the abilities a little bit together, and there's different versions of them. Bobby, didn't you buy Cyberpunk for sixty bucks? Was that the last one? No, I I seriously think the last sixty dollar game that I bought was probably the first Doom, like in twenty sixteen. Uh, like it was, it, it has. Did to you get gifted one. Cyberpunk? How'd you get Cyberpunk? I played it off your account. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I still haven't played it. Um, <laughs> speaking of Cyberpunk, do you want your real? What is it called? Night City. Do you do you want real Cyberpunk shit? Let me introduce you to the Ascent guys. So I talked about it before, and I totally just thought it was just like this shooter that had some some RPG depth to, to it. And then I get to the the quest hub, which is like the main city, and it's fucking awesome. Like the depth they go into in this city, it looks like you're, um, I, I don't know, it's like the most cyberpunk thing I've ever seen. Um, there's all kinds of, there's different aliens, different kind of things just hanging out, but not star Wars ish, just more cyberpunky than, yeah, just about anything. It's like exactly what you think of when you think about it. Um, and you go around and people are thinking, speaking diff- different languages. And it's one of these things where you're running around and you're like, how deep is this game? Like they do a very good job of making a small facade feel like huge. Which is like what you want from a game, right? You don't. If it's too big, you're gonna get lost. And there's a little bit of that. I was like, this. I was getting lost from here to there, but you would in a big ass city, even though you're in the, this small section. And um, it it was taking me a while to see how the city works and how who the players are and getting all the quests, and then. Um, but eventually it just starts to work and you're like, Oh, this is how I get up and down from the different levels and stuff. But I'm as impressed with the, um, character design and the world design as I am with the, maybe even more, probably more than I am the actual game. Like there's just more depth and story than I ever would have expected from this. Like it's a twin stick shooter. But then you just add the real deep RPG elements, like all this depth, like three different armor slots, skill abilities, augmentations, guns, gun attachments. So, you know, we're talking about like thousands of different variations now. And then you go to this fucking world where you're like working for the underboss and it seems like they have real, it felt a lot like um uh, Total Recall. I was feeling Total Recall vibes in the world. That hmm. I mean, it's fucking dope, man. Just running through the really world, pretty. just running through yeah. the world, and I was like, 
There's this point where I finished the level and before I got to the quest hub was like two minutes of running, which seems ridiculous. Why would you make me run for two minutes? But it was so lush and beautiful in the garbage that's on the ground that I, I didn't mind it one bit. It was awesome. I just hope the game like holds up. You know, I all I know is like I know about an hour of combat and I know about 30 minutes of city time. And that's what I know so far. Hopefully the game keeps building. The uh, voice acting has been pretty good. The story, I'm actually reading the story. I'm kind of into the story. I'm into the lore. It's good. It's good. Hmm. It, it. it looks really good. I don't know for 40 bucks, but it looks really good. Oh, I did want to comment on this. Um, so it's a, it's a co-op, right? Two players. When I played it co-op, if I would have got to the city hub with two players, I wouldn't have cared very much or had time for all the intricacies and depth that there is in the city. But, you know, playing it on single player, this is one of those rare, rare games that I think, at least when you're in the city, it's better to play single uh, single player because it's just too much. It's just too much to all absorb on two players. That's I mean, if you had to say something bad about um, Divinity Original Sin, it's like, we're running around in the same city and we're two getting two different storylines and we have to talk to each other about what just happened. Right. Cause we're not all seeing the same information mm. that I don't know if that's plus or minus, but I like that. It gives you the freedom to do that. Yeah. I don't know how I would have played out in this, but mm. fuck man, probably the, one of the best uh, cyberpunk worlds I've seen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. I, I've i actually been playing quite a bit this week. I beat yet another game. I played oh Vaporum. So I love those grid-based RPGs. Legend of Grimrock, Legend of Grimrock 2. Absolutely love those games. Grimrock 2 is one of my favorite RPGs. One of my favorite games. Really enjoyed it. Um, it was really, really hard, though. That game is so hard. And it's very long. Uh, Vaporum is a little more like the first Grimrock. It's easier, it's shorter, um, and it really rips off of Bioshock. Mm. So if you've never played these grid-based RPGs, I fell in love with these at a very young age. I went to the swap meet, and for five bucks, I bought a game called Sword and Serpents because I thought $5 and the cover looked cool. You know, that's what you based your buying. The guy with the sword with like a... Yeah, it was like, you know, the the artwork on those games, like the RPG games was just like, you know, Conan up front with a big sword, some like scantily clad woman in the background and like a little elf and a wizard, you know. It looked so epic, and then you plug it in and it's absolutely ridiculous, you know, pixelated graphics. Um, But that was the first grid-based RPG I ever played and kind of introduced me to that style. And ever since then, like, I've kind of, I've sought out these games. There's a few of them I got my eye on too, like um, Operentia looks really good. Uh, But I decided to play this. There is another Vaporum game called Lockdown as well that I think is more recent. But I've seriously been wanting to play this game for years, like five years. Uh, and I finally did. Now it is not, you don't have a group of four people. You just got one guy. And when I say they ripped off a of Bioshock, it is, it is like playing Bioshock, um, in a grid paced RPG. Uh, it's very steampunk. I'm talking about the first Bioshock, the underwater yeah. one. Uh, it's very steampunk. Um, 
you're running around, you're picking up tape recordings and listening back to them and trying to figure out what happened in this place that is now in ruin. Uh, they basically have Adam, but in this, they call it Fumium, um, which is this material that can give people superpowers. Well, what part of it is similar? <laughs> <laughs> All the parts. Uh, they have these All things the called golems that are basically big daddies. And one of them is helping out your daughter that escaped, you know, like the little yeah. sisters. Like, it's all like w really close to Bioshock. Um, now, that being said, I don't care at all. I absolutely love this. Um, I, I do kind of miss having the four-person party and getting to manage. That's what all. I was going to say. You're just one person? Yeah, you're just one dude. And you pick, like, I, I went the tech route. So it was basically like a spell caster. Um, I used a lot of these abilities and, and cast what are essentially spells, but it's more of like a steampunk um, type of way that he does it, not magical, uh, more scientific. Uh, it, and there's, you know, like a, you can build your character like a rogue or a tank, like all the classic elements, but you don't have that party of four. Um, and... The, the thing that I do not like about these games, and this always eventually catches up with me, is there's a lot of secrets in these games. There's a lot of puzzles, and the puzzles in this game are fantastic. I really enjoyed them. Had a boss fight at the end. That was great. But these games always have secrets, and you have to... You have to pixel hunt for yeah. them. You got to go up to the wall and you got every look, wall, every single wall. So every room that I go into, I look at the wall and I just scan it visually and I see if there's anything like a little hidden button or a brick that has a dark outline that maybe I can press in. Yeah. Um, and then, nope. Okay. Next wall. And you do that in every single room you go to and it gets pretty exhausting, but you have to do it because the best gear is hidden in these secret areas. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that can get a little old after a while. Um, but yeah, I can totally recommend this game. It's, if you have not played the Grimrock games, this is, this is fantastic. Uh, again, though, the second Grimrock game, like that one is, it's like 25 hours long and there were puzzles I could not figure out. I looked them up to solve them and I still didn't understand them. Like, <laughs> more, oh, what? Woo, that's humiliating. Yeah, yeah. It was ridiculous. I would have admitted that, Bobby. Um, and the final boss fight in that game is great. But what they did in Grimrock, too, that was so cool, is they opened it up. So Vaporum and the first Grimrock, you are in an enclosed area, like right. a facility, and you keep working your way down or up a building. But you are indoors the entire time. Uh, when I played the second Grimrock, the first level, you land on a beach. beach you're out yeah. in the open, and I've never seen a grid-paced RPG quite Later like on, that. you're in the woods. And, yeah, you go into a yeah. forest, and you go into a graveyard. Like, you discover all these areas, and it's more open world. I, in Grimrock 2, I had to retrace my steps, go back to different areas quite a few times. Like, it's... It, that really adds to making it more complicated. I'm glad I finished Vaporum in a week because these are the worst games to go back to. Yeah, you're not going to remember yeah, all this well, shit. You open up your map and you you your map and you put the little notes in and you try to like keep track that way. Like, I need a gold key here. There's a switch here that isn't working yet. Like, you can like actively that. make notes on the in-game mm -hmm. map. Yeah, because back in the day. Um, the, this was like Zork, right. where you didn't get a map. You you got a piece of graph paper and you wrote it out. Like, okay, I go one step forward in this area. There's a sign that says this. And you would make these maps. And you can look them up online. They have them all over the place for these old school RPGs. But, but yeah. And I'm sure there's been other RPGs that were open world. But Grimrock 2 was the first one that I ever played that was just had that outdoor setting. Hey, Bobby, let me hit you with something real quick. So uh, remember a few weeks back, 
month ago, I was working nights and I had all that free time. Mm-hmm. And so I like every night I would download one game and try it out. And you know, it's a bunch of fucking bullshit. And that one game, the one game that um, I played was a dungeon crawler like this. And, and that I really liked, it's called grim quest. Of course it's free. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you okay. know, you pick your, you pick your um, class and some perks and it's very roguelike and you just go go at it and try to go as deep as you want. It's very good. I, uh, I had a really good time with it. Right. The only thing that I don't like about these free games is like, obviously there's the give us $5 and, um, you know. You we'll, skip the waiting period bullshit. No, it wasn't the waiting period stuff. It was more like, um, we'll give you double the gold uh, every time you mm. get gold. Stuff like that, right? Yeah. And uh, I was like... There's always that question is, if I play this perfectly with no mistakes, can I really get through it? Or or, or do you have to give them money? And is it worth me going through? I was having a good time. But yeah. at the back of my, ha- my mind, I'm always wondering. Yeah, that's tricky, especially with mobile games, because the strategy is always they, they give you the first bit of success for free. They build right. you up like, oh, you're doing great. You're getting all these combos. You're getting this yeah. and that. And then when yeah. you're hooked, you're invested in the game. Then they hit you with like, oh, now you need to... Now you need to pay a little bit if you really want to progress. On the car ride home right now, in the fucking line to get into the United States, fucking Chad was playing another one of those gotcha games or gotcha, 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 whatever. Gotcha. I was like, dude, you know. And he's like, I know, I know. He's like, what? you know, here I am. Leave me alone. I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah Edge. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of these games. They got a bundle on Steam that I noticed. Uh, some of them are pretty old, though. So Star Crawlers, that's like a space one, uh, which might be a cool setting, but the reviews aren't very good. And then some of the other ones, The Quest, Here's a Monkey Tavern, those are very, very old. The one that I'm really interested in playing next is Operentia. But the very first one I ever played, I, I've bring it up every once in a while. But same thing, found the cartridge. Wizardry, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Must have... Fucking oh the wizardry games yeah wizards and fireballs nope it was a fucking really terrible graphics yeah. but doesn't matter the depth was there and that's really what we're here <laughs> I, for, I right? think like a year a year and a half ago I talked about I was going through an emulator phase one of my many and I talked about playing swords and serpents again and yeah. getting further in that game than I ever have before but when I got that game. I was super disappointed as a kid. You know, I wanted something a little, right. with a little more A little action. flashy. Yeah. But something about the game, like, taunted me. I was yeah. like, I'm not going to let this game get the better of me. And I kind of just pushed through the difficulty of it. Chris, Christian, uh, can we see a little bit of Wizardry for the NES? Wizard? They made, like, six of those games. Yeah. And they're on, uh, they're on Steam as well. They? they? I think they changed from the, from the uh, grid-based, I think... I don't know. They got a little different, but yeah. Oh, yeah, this yeah, was dude. rough. Man. Oh, geez. The yeah. numbers would pop up, and this looks like a screensaver, bro. This is this is what we had, dude. We had to jack <laughs> off to these graphics right here. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. God. I remember it being better than that. <laughs> no. Might have been Wizardry too. <laughs> Here's the. Is this the same? Is this one the Steam one you're talking about? It looks a little Wizardry, better. The five ordeals. Ooh, Bobby is peaked. <laughs> whoa, whoa, no, whoa, be, whoa, I thought it'd be like Wizardry one, or but it does kind of look like a remake of it. Yeah, it does. More than two colors, Bobby's brain's gonna explode. <laughs> 
We got listener questions this, today? Yeah, but we got to uh, talk about Don't you forget we have game. a game of the oh, week. Oh, that's right. Game of the week. Which I totally played. I did actually play it. Um, you guys go because I played it maybe an hour total, hour and a half, maybe. Like, you you might have really experienced all of it in an hour. Yeah. I mean, it's the game is Verdun. It's a World War One shooter. And when I first loaded this game up, it said I was offline for some reason. So I just played an AI game just to kind of get the feel for it. Yeah. Uh, and then I got into the multiplayer and got absolutely annihilated because it is a World War One game. And if you poke your yeah. head out, you're dead. And then you just do that over and over again until you get sick of it and play something else. Um, I, I just, I find it funny with these world war one games. They always, they're always very big on the accuracy and this game is very accurate. It's got all the historical stuff in there. They have all the, some really great voice acting with all the different languages in there. Um, but why do you want to be so realistic on what is arguably the worst moment in human history yeah. it's just like trench war hey, remember like the absolute most miserable warfare we've ever had let's turn that into a game and yeah. call it fun like what's the logic in that when i was playing it i was like if a bunch of historians made a game that this is what they would make yeah you know what i mean well i think there's people out there that like that type of gameplay where it's like if you see a toe and you poke out and you shoot somebody they're dead but yeah. it, that that drives me crazy. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I will say, I mean, I'll be, I'll be done pretty quick here. I play on off hours, you know, like I start at like 8, 9, 10 p.m. Um, Western time. And so I think, you know, there's usually two or three other humans playing these modes when I go in. So I never got the full experience, even though I can pretty much put it together. Like I, I get it. I think uh, it's just a slower paced yeah, you know, I played Game. a lot. I, I thought I'd like it a little bit more because I played a lot of Day of Defeat back in the day. When everyone else was playing CS 1.6, I was playing Day of Defeat. And it, it was that kind of gameplay, but there were a lot more classes. You could get a machine gun and you could play a little more closer and a little more fast-paced. Um, what I did like about this game was the squad system. Yeah. So, so you join a squad and each member of the squad has different abilities and I kept getting stuck with the same guy. I guess nobody wanted to play him, but I could call in airstrikes. Was it the guy with the cool. pistol? Well, you start with a pistol. I think you actually have to spend some money to unlock different weapons. Oh. So there's a little bit of progression in there, which is kind of cool. But I do like how they split up the duties in a squad. And had I been a little more organized and, you know, put a little more effort into it. I'm sure I could have figured out my role and operated a little bit better with my squad, but I don't know. Maybe everyone was just running around shooting each other. Yeah. Nick, you had the best time with this. It sounded like I had a great time. Um, I, I always got somehow, I always got the sniper and I never really play snipers in games like this, but I will say, man, there is usually one or two people that is watching no man's land. And those one or two people are like, God, because like, all their all their guns are one hit kills because they're shooting like these huge redonko bullets from like World War One, which is which are insane, like a seven millimeter bullet. It's like this big, <laughs> and and uh, it like after the first couple games I played and I was I stopped being the sniper. Like running through the trenches, you're like, yep, there's thirty guys down in that line, <laughs> like. It was either like immediately die or like live to kill like three people and then immediately die. Yeah, um, uh, and there, 
I mean, I guess that's one of the selling points is you're running through these trench, trenches and you don't know what's around the corner. And I guess that's one of the most exciting part of the games. Yeah. Well, you, you have to, most of the time it's nothing because nobody's on the <laughs> server. I, I do like that they establish a line, like this is where the line is and that's where all the action is right. at. So, you know, you, there's no like, I'm going to sneak around and spawn camp or anything like that really. Um, but you're trying to push up and take a trench and then you push up and take the next one. And then they push you back one. Yeah. It's, it, there really is an established line that goes back and forth. And yeah, I mean, there's cool things like the, the gas and you got to put on the gas mask and, um, yeah, there's some good like stuff to it, but to figure that out. Uh, did you guys play the wave survival a lot at all? No, I didn't. No, so I played that quite a bit just because like there's nobody playing when I'm playing. And so a couple people were playing that. So it'd be like three of us versus waves of AI. And, uh, I thought this was the most unfair things thing ever. So you only get one life. Once you're dead, you're dead and you leave your buddies. Uh, mm. but a lot of times the AI will open with a volley of fucking, Mortar yeah, and just right off the bat, you said there's three of us. Nope, there's two, and then you got to watch your friends fucking suffer for the next fucking seven minutes. It was rough, man. But so was World War One. So was World War. You don't get to play, man. That's World War One. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get to see uh, that uh, the guy who made Lord of the Rings made a uh, World War One se- uh, sequel? Wow. Made a World War One movie. I've heard about it. It's World War Two. is much better. They have better uh, uh, bells and whistles. Yeah, gra- better graphics for sure. They uh, no, it's called They Shall Not Grow Old. And it's considered one of the greatest uh, documentaries of all time. I think I've heard of it. And it's World War yeah, One in color, remade footage. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They, and they've put sound into it. They've done all like the Foley sound and dialogue. Yeah. There's a, there's a really trippy part of the Peter Jackson. That's who. Yeah. Next white Yeah, I've seen it actually. Uh, now you think about yeah, it. There's there's a part of that movie where it's like like it's on the screen. It's like everyone that you'll see in this footage is dead, and I'm like Jesus. Like I totally fucking forgot about that. It's terrible. And then the the really daunting part is like 80 percent of the way to the movie. They're like, and the Germans had something up their sleeves, and it was like the first time tanks have ever been seen on a battlefield. And even their own troops are shitting themselves. They're like, what is that monstrosity? And it's just insane. It is insane, dude. It's a great argument against all war. After I watched it, I was like, okay, we can be done. No more war. It all makes sense. Dude, what about the the mud? What about the countless troops that just died in mud? And then what what they do, the captains moved up and they died in mud. More troops. Where's your 40 guys? Well, 38 of them died in mud. Yeah. Two of them died eating the other guys in the mud. God damn. And we're smirking over here. We're terrible people. This podcast shutting down. All right, listen to questions. (laughs) That's Verdun, not Verdun. I'm pretty sure. Uh, By the way, you're choosing the game of the week this week. Oh, yeah. Did uh, soldiers get paid back then? Yes, they did. And they had to keep their own money in their own notebooks. Hmm. Like Like how much they were owed. And they had to keep how much time they were on on the front and stuff. They had uh, to keep track of their own hours. Yeah, not hour. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if you watch the Pacific, there's like a solid fifteen minutes about it. Uh, like, in that's Where they the, just that's get into the, the paperwork of the of the war. Well, what it is is like one of the guys dies, and he's like, "Oh, you have to take Jerry's paper book, and you have to make sure that his family gets paid or whatever the fuck." And it's a. Uh, 
it's pretty it's pretty interesting how they did things back then because nobody's you know there's no a lot electronic paybooks back then or anything so you had to keep track of your own shit how long you were deployed for how many days exactly and it's crazy i know inflation is a thing but i just looked up a private got paid one dollar a day in world war one a canadian private but i assume those are comparable numbers doesn't seem like a lot to die in the mud just gonna say yeah um, i mean yeah no it's pretty fucking terrible Dude, they they got meals to pull the people out of that. meals fucking dry, drowned in the mud too the fuck what's Dude, it's you. I can talk about that shit. How much mud is that? Day. That's enough mud to choke a donkey. That's how much fucking mud that is. Dude, jeez, you're making me feel terrible. People had a, a a way. They had better reasons to complain back then. It's just oh, kind of yeah. funny that we're sitting here now. Like, well, I don't know. Bat for blood. Eh, the graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, these dudes were shitting on pieces of wood. What? Like, it's part of the movie. Like, there's like 15 dudes on a two-by-four that's being held up by other two-by-fours, and they're only sitting so the front part of their thighs are on the fucking on the fucking piece of wood, and they're just shitting, dude. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It is so gnarly. I, I just, I always think of this joke that um, Aziz Ansari made, one of his newer stand-ups. Um, he was talking about, uh, you know, like, this generation. He said, could you imagine what it'd be like if you had a draft? Like, because there was a draft during the right. Vietnam War, but yeah. could you imagine a draft today? Like, that would be wild. Would. Putting, putting like, 18-year-olds, like, sending them off to battle. I the, wouldn't the trust those. The one thing those. that I heard the other day, though, it's like the, like the counter joke to that. It's like, imagine being in the, the mountains of Afghanistan, and uh, you're just sitting there as, like, 10 millennials jump in with pink hair and blow up all your friends while listening to Nickelback and Billie Eilish. Yeah, that's it's just like, uh, it's, just, it's so one, bad. The one that I like, I don't even know who the comedian was. He's like, so there was this war called the World War, and Germany, for their opponent, chose the world. Did pretty good. They lost. But a few years later, they wanted to war again. And again, they chose the world as their opponent. <laughs> And almost won. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. They, they had a couple allies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. The Axis power. Like four. The, the Italians provided. No, the, I think. I think the, Let's not even count the Italians. They yeah. had the Japanese. The Japanese provided like technology and the, uh, the Italians provided pasta. It was, there, was, there's, there's a, there's like a, there's like crazy, crazy footage of Italians and they're shooting their mortar rounds. And the mortars are landing next to the Americans, and nothing is happening. It's just like it's not exploding when it's hitting the fucking dirt like it's supposed to. And the Americans are just like, "I guess we're staying alive today." <laughs> it's so bad. It's crazy. If you wash a little longer, you open them up, and they're they're filled with pasta. It's weird. Pasta. <laughs> it's poison spaghettios. Uh, all right. So sorry to all our Italian listeners. <laughs> Like, hey, my grandpa switched sides three times in that wall. Come down. Uh, all right. Well, we got ironically some... great at street fighting, terrible at wars. I don't know how that works out, but there we go. All right, where are we at? Okay, uh, listener questions. First one comes from Hogglefosh. What do you think is the most likely cause for an apocalypse type event? How likely is it to occur in our lifetime? Oof. 
Isn't it the uh, Yellowstone erupting? Isn't that the like the, the statistically? I, it's funny that I just read something on that. So it's a like a point f- five zeros and then fourteen. So it's like one and seven hundred thousand chance of it going off any time. This is a volcano. Yeah, underneath the like, Yellowstone, under, underneath like Wyoming, underneath oh. Yellowstone, there's a uh, there's a caldera. Okay, which is it goes off about every two hundred fifty thousand years, and it's huge. Like. Uh, hemisphere erasing bad badness. Oh, okay. Because I thought we were just going to lose Wyoming, and I was like, okay, no, no. With that. take no, that because, Wyoming. I, we're after everybody today. Because it blot out the sky, and then you can't grow plants, and then the, you know. Okay. The, yeah, that whole thing happens. Wow. And, so, so, Wyoming, we're in California, son. <laughs> so that's one that people talk about a lot. Um, scientists have declared, I'm pretty sure I read this too the other day, that for we're good for about at least 100 years on asteroids. They've scanned the entire sky, yeah. and we're good for. I feel like that's years. what I always hear about those, like an asteroid just missed the Earth by this much, Would and we could always send up Bruce Willis and Steve Buscemi, you know, drill a hole in that thing, plant a bomb. I think well, we got that pretty, covered. I'm not too worried about an asteroid. Yeah, absolutely. That that was one of the things that, like, uh, I don't know if you guys know anything about modern uh, like space shit. But uh, Japan landed on a moving comet and mined some shit from a comet and came back to Earth. Yeah, the dragon which, like, something if, or other. If you if you think about it, which is like nigh impossible to even comprehend in like 1912, while you're dying in mud. Yeah, but uh, it like that that shows that we can kind of possibly avoid a a, a dire situation with with a uh, with a uh, asteroid, but. Yeah, I think they cleared us for like a hundred and something years or a hundred years, like you said. So. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be global warming. I mean, we're already in it. We can feel it. Every year is hotter. We're, it's already started, and uh, we're not stopping it. So I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, that's such a slow thing, though. Like, I don't think it's going to be like one day we wake up and the sky is burning. I, I think it's going to be like a very gradual thing. Yeah, but it is the most real and the closest mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say the one, the one thing that the one thing that's being like said about global warming and it's like a shot in the dark, you know, like our like quote unquote like actual true mechanical hope, besides changing everything, which you know no one ever foresees happening, is the ability to suck carbon out of the air faster than we can put it in the air. Yeah, and uh, it, it's like there are there are areas like I think even Dubai is trying to do that. Like there there are there are areas of the world that like that's their main concern. Yeah, hopefully and, we can like, science the fuck out of this problem, but. Mm-hmm. So far, I mean, I just heard of another thing, like the Gulf is going to collapse, which is going to be like a glow because of the heat. I don't, I don't even want to bring it up. It sounds really bad, though. All right. Thanks, Hogglefosh. How about we put those questions at so, last? So we've got 250,000 years. We got a, the clock is ticking on this volcano in Wyoming. No, no, it's like overdue. Oh, okay. Yeah. but Could be any day now. Could be any day, but also one in 700,000. I don't know. Whatever right. that means. I like those odds. Okay. Uh, Warconius asks, what do you think of the Lego games? Is there one that has really impressed you? And he had also mentioned that game, Lego Builder. Um, God, the Lego games, I think they're great, but they get really repetitive after a while. The one that really stood out to me where I realized, oh, they're really taking on a new form was the Jurassic Park one, or Jurassic World one. That's where they had the whole outside area where you go around and see all the things that you collected and run around in the park. And then you could play through all the different movies. Yeah, it's like a hub, and then you play through the scenes, mm-hmm. basically. Um, 
So the I played the the Star Wars saga recently, and that has six movies. But now, obviously, there's well, nine there's a new movies. one coming out, right? Yeah, it's called the Skywalker Saga. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to have all nine movies and uh, complete redos of the first six. So I'm really looking forward to that. But in general, yeah, a lot of times it's just hard to know what you're supposed to be doing. And you just kind of hit things until you figure it out and kind of sucks. But I think to I've play with the little kid, you know, it could be fun. Yeah, I think I only played like one of them for like an hour and that was with Leslie. But like Harry Potter? From what I've seen, yeah. Well, there's Harry Potter and then she also played the, the Star Wars one. And I think you said it was six movies. Yeah. Yeah, and and that that's the one that's the last one I think I've seen her play, and that that shit looked amazing. Yeah, hmm. it's pretty dated now, but so I'm waiting for that reboot. I've I've been yeah. thinking about playing the Star Wars ones again. I just wait for the Skywalker one, man. I yeah, mean, how when's that did... coming? I've been waiting for a yeah. while. Uh, end of the year, I think. Hmm. I think if we only had a guy on the ones and twos over there, <laughs> I don't know if they have a release date for that. <laughs> you got that uh, Sky the Skywalker Saga Lego. Christopher, have they have they made one a Lego game that is multiplayer online? Is that I mean, a thing? any multiplayer game? I mean, any Lego games are multiplayer. Well, on, on, via Steam, yeah, they're all. Well, I guess, yeah, you could do the remote connector. Twenty twenty one, yeah. So the end of the year. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll see. Thanks, Chris. <sighs> okay. All right. Uh, next question. Oh, another one from Roconius. He says, "If you could have a dream vacation home, would you pick seaside, lakes, countryside, or mountains?" I just said the world's on fire. It would be the mountains, dude. As far as away from the ocean as I can get. I've seriously brought it up to Sam. I'm like, I think uh, property value in Canada is going to skyrocket, like within the next ten years, because you know it's cold up there. And everywhere else is going to be really hot. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Although Canada was super fucking hot this year, right, Chris? Yeah. 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 We we broke records. It was like 45 degrees. Yeah. yeah. yeah but nothing's happening, much. guys. But nothing's happening. Fucking Florida's <laughs> underwater, but nobody cares. Right. <laughs> uh, man. Look it up, dude. Look it up. There's a, there's a fucking... Uh, don't look it up. Like, look up fucking... Uh, uh, QAnon shit, but I mean, look, <laughs> look up actual newscasts where people are trying to sell houses, but they're un, they're on their foot underwater, like they're standing like in water. The Italians, while they're trying okay. to sell real estate wow. while their feet are in water. Yeah, that's crazy. So, don't worry about the water, guys. It'll be gone in three months, yeah. <laughs> and it'll be back in nine. It's okay. Um. Okay. Anyway, I would live seaside if there were no crowds that's the caveat because anytime you go seaside there's just like a million people now there's some places down in mexico right yeah. you can get a lot of space to yourself yeah. but in san diego any place that you go to seaside is just nope zero parking and way too many people well according to uh lethal weapon dude if on a on a just a detective salary you can have your trailer in the middle of the beach and nobody's going to be anywhere near it for Three movies, at least. For three, three whole movies. <laughs> yeah. Three Do you remember that? Movies. Yeah, you just had a trailer on the beach. Nobody around them. Yeah. In the middle of L.A. Yeah. There, no, there was a, there's a, it's always like that in movies. Like in Cobra, he lives beachside, yeah. and he just parks in there, and he's got to, like, push that other guy's convertible a little bit out of the way, but it's yeah. just, like, never happens, dude. Going to the beach in, in, like, anywhere by, like, a beach area, finding parking is literally, like, 30 minutes waiting for a spot to open. You just said move a car, did it, until he just flashback. I just watched Prisoners. 
based on your recommendation. Oh, you did? Yeah, we'll talk okay. about it next uh, next week. Can't wait. Hey, guys, we have a movie podcast. It's called Movies on the DL. Uh, and I'm not on it. So <laughs> Nick's not on it, so no 40K. <laughs> just just I mean, like when, uh, like two years ago, they started promoting no microtransactions as a, as a bonus. Hey, guys, we got a Star Wars game. No microtransactions. Now we have this, uh, we have a second podcast. No uh, 40K talk. Are there 40K movies? There have no. to be, uh, yeah, no. like no. some animated yeah. ones, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, and they're all coming out. Yeah, let's not talk about that. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, we really got to start the show. <laughs> that's a callback to something that was not recorded and makes no sense, and yet you're sitting there laughing because it's so hard. It's still funny. That's why. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, right, Dynamite. Yes, I did hear about the 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 40k drama. We won't start that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, next question from Mad Hatter. He asks, Sniper, you were talking about old, old World a few weeks ago. I'm looking forward to Humankind from the makers of Endless Space and Endless Legend. Are you thinking about picking this one up? Uh, yeah, in that same episode, I said I wasn't going to pick it up day one because some YouTubers I follow um, and, and the price. I was just going to wait to see where the reviews landed, but... Do I have news for you? Ten hours ago, they announced they're going to be launching into Xbox Game Pass Day One. So I will be playing it. I'll be there. Catch me. Xbox Game Pass. Nice. What, when you is that game coming out? Day One on on yeah. Xbox. Yep. Yeah. Someone posted that it, in the Discord. They're taking over the world, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a great fucking deal. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. I don't have to take the risk. I like it. It, it works. It yeah. works so well. August seventeenth for this one. It. We're going to get this, it's going to come out on somewhere. We're going to see the headline. Next game to come out on Xbox Game Pass, Steam. Just like everything else. Just Steam. Just Steam. Steam's going to be on there. Um, By the way, uh, I saw the uh, Lord Gaben interview about the Steam Deck. And yeah, they're, you know, they've always been big on being open and stuff like that so um they have no problems with you installing other stores it's just like one of the things you can do you can just straight up have epic game store without hacking modding anything you can just run it gangsters that shit dude it's so gangster. like you're just like yeah yeah you can do it yeah. we, we we let you do it yeah, yeah. that's how cool he, we are. he is gangster do you know how the steam deck was first teased did you guys catch that by chance uh no no no. Okay. He, he lives in New Zealand. Right. And he's at this, um, school in like a gymnasium and there's like 30 kids there cause it's COVID and they're all like far away. And one of the kids asks him what's next for steam. And he <laughs> just, someone's recording on their cell phone. Like this isn't official at all. And he just says, uh, it's going to really surprise you. Uh, look at what the switch is doing. Or something like that. Uh, totally spoiled the whole thing just in front of these whole kids. Just gangster mic drop for no reason. Uh, and at, at the end of this kids. thing, too, um, the questions were very good. It was a good interviewer. He was a British guy, I think. Anyway, he was like, um, hey, you know, one year out of out from Alex. This is the last question. Um, how do you feel about the reception? Uh, how it didn't get game of the year, even though, you know, a lot of people thought it should have, uh, how do you feel? And he's like, I feel fantastic about it. And I feel very happy that it's heading in the right direction that we're heading with half-life. And it was just like, everybody, there's just like crickets for like five seconds. And they're like, okay, thank, thank you, sir. 
Just like for him you to just get your massive nuts off of our chest. Yeah. <laughs> I can't breathe with your massive nuts on our chest. <laughs> He's starting to look like Jesus now, too. God, him and Dan Harmon, they got a weird look going on these days. Yeah. Like, I don't know what what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, under the bridge. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, the guy on the right looks like he put on, if he would put on a bear suit, he'd look just like Gabe. Like, he could totally, look at that. He would, he could totally fit inside of that other human. <sighs> All right. Uh, What's everyone playing next week? I don't know. I have to come up with a game of the, uh, this two week things is working out way better for us. I feel like, right? Yeah, I think it's a little easier to get the, get enough game time in. But saying by this bi-monthly, uh, this month, our bi-monthly game has no snap, you know. Bi-weekly, you mean? Or bi-weekly, yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway. He's painting models and he can correct you. Yeah. I'm even painting them, you liars. <laughs> it's assembling. There's a difference. Uh, I want to play the more of the scent. And then RoboQuest, man. It's just sitting there. Bobby, I think you really like it. It's better Robo than... RoboQuest. Yeah, it's that game that's better than... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I can't play it off of your account because then you'd be playing it at the same time. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I'm guessing, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that you're not playing Slime Rancher. Is that Mila? Yeah, that's Mila. Okay, because yeah. I think I accidentally kicked her off to play Back for Blood. <laughs> because I saw Get that... the fuck off, Mila. I'm playing Black I saw for that you were playing it. I'm like, yeah. I am 90% sure he doesn't own that game. But I couldn't find anywhere in Steam that said my library was in use. And usually it'll tell yeah, me yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just loaded it Feel up. Feel free to knock her off. A lot of times she just leaves it on. She, I don't think she knows how to shut okay. it down. Yeah. So. that Slime Rancher, I actually like that game. Yeah. I, I, got, I got really hooked She's on that got game for a while. by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's been a while since I played it. but <laughs> um, I'm going to be playing Jupiter Hell next week nice. and enjoying that. Uh, I got to play uh, Warhammer 40K Battle Sector. Uh, I still have not played it. So, All right, yeah. and then whatever I come up with in the next hour and tweet out to you guys or whatever. I have Twitter. All right, speaking for Christopher, uh, Bobby, Nick, and myself. Um, shit, I don't know. Lord Gaben's tits. Bye-bye. No, he's nuts, dude. He's fucking so nutty. He's got... He's so brave. Which is doing all right. Well, it's obvious that they made the right set of training.